Welcome to the Carolyn Shuttlesworth Podcast, where we'll dive deep into the Word of God, build strong faith, and finish the devil. Here's your host, author, speaker, and nonstop mom, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. Anyway, let's get started today um, talking about how to demolish uh, regrets of the past, because we can let that be a... um, collar and a leash around our neck. We will let that stay on. It's like an invisible leash around our neck that we allow to stay on. And though we're trying to move forward, right? We've been saved. We're a new creature in Christ. (coughs) Old things have passed away. All things have become new. We'll quote that verse. Yet we still have an invisible leash around our neck. And so the devil uh, ticks me off. And I hope he ticks you off as much as he ticks me off. Uh, but I don't want to see any of you fail. I don't want to see any of you struggle. There is numbers, strength, and unity. We're all called to work for Christ. We're all called to win souls. We're called to walk a struggle-free life. We're called to be the light of the world. And so I want that for you. And so when I see Christians that struggle with a mindset that's holding them back because of the past, because of things that were said to them. Uh, I know everyone's childhood and, and situations were different. Not everybody was raised in church. Not everybody was raised with two parents together. Not everybody was raised um, in a nice home. You know, and so all of that can mold a uh, who you are. And we have to be careful not to let us get to that point. You know, there's plenty of people in the Bible. There's plenty of people. You know, here's David out tending sheep, you know, and he's anointed to be the next king. And then who would have thought here he is, you know, killing bears, killing, killing, you know, wild, wild animals. Now he's killing a giant. But yet he's asked to do simple things like here, take bread and cheese over to, you know, the soldiers, take them out to your brother. You know, so we we could let things trap our minds and be like, well, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough to fight that giant. I'm not, I was never trained. I'm in charge of, of keeping little lambs, <laughs> little lambs from getting eaten by wolves. That's all I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to, you know, the pictures where you sit by the brook with your one knee up in the in the air, (laughs) leaning against the tree with your staff. (laughs) Sorry. I'm sorry, like Christian painters and artists have like ruined a lot of things because it just like becomes goofy after a while. But I mean, and and how they make Jesus look look so soft, you know, he's just like, he's a man's man. He had bronze skin. I guarantee Jesus was strong. You're not flipping tables in the synagogue unless you got some muscles, okay? Because the tables were not light. They were heavy wood back then, and they had things upon them. <laughs> hey, he's making his own whip, too. Okay, so, like, you know, he's carrying, he's carrying his cross. He was not a weak man. Jesus was strong, strong, I'm sure, very strong. And so we have these pictures in our mind, and so we have... David, who was doing certain things and, you know, he could have let that, he could have let that moment or past or what he was doing then to define him and not even go after. And look how if he didn't do kill the giant, how it would have rewritten history completely. 
or you have the woman with the issue of blood. She was an outcast. She was bleeding and she couldn't, saw doctors, spent all her money, couldn't get fixed. And, and back then you bleed like that, you're like, okay? There was like, you're, you're in this camp. So that's a mental, for 12 years, that, that's, that becomes mental in your mind, right? People are disgusted looking at you. You're not allowed to be in society. That plays a toll on your mind. And so that could have stopped her from getting her miracle. But instead, she decided to press through. So let's not let any past, anything someone has said about our life, you know, become an invisible leash around our neck to the enemy. So he keeps us in a place of stagnant, stagnant, stinky. When you have stagnant water, it's gross. It's bacteria growing. It's disgusting. It's starting to get like algae growing. Stagnant water, there's no life. No animals, nobody's drinking from it. It will kill you. Gross. And so the devil wants us to keep us in that. John 10.10, 10, he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But God's given us life and more abundantly. And so we're not going to allow the enemy to yank us around anymore and put us in an invisible prison. Everything he does is an invisible uh, trap because it's lies. The Bible says he is the father of lies. And so lies, the lies cause fear. The lies cause shoulda, woulda, coulda. The lies cause us to freeze in the moment and never get out of that trap. Never feel like we're good enough to move on. Never, you know, it, 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 it's all something that we've got to take control of our mindset over and get out of the past and get out of even the right now. Our faith is molding our future. Our faith is, is our key. It's our access to what God has for us. And that's what we're going to pull into the supernatural. We're not going to let one more moment of the whole, well, this is what my mom said to me all, all these years. And so, you know, I just believe it. Well, it's like after a while, I always wonder with these people, you know, or, you know, there's dad issues. I'm telling you, parents make or break your kids. They make or break your kids. And so, I, you know, you've got girls and boys that struggle with, with things in life because of a bad father that they had, no father that they had. But it also comes at some point in our Christian life when we're filled with the Holy Spirit and we have a new identity and we have, uh, you know, we're in Christ, in Christ Jesus. You know, I talk about in, in a little while in 1 John 4, 4, that we're of God, that His Spirit lives inside of us. It's greater than the spirit of this world. So there comes a point, ladies, at some time in our life we're going to stop with the whole, this is how I grew up. This is what I heard for uh, all my life. You know, yes, it is a mindset. You hear for 25 years that you're worthless. You hear from 25 years that you're stupid. That is something you are going to believe. So just like we took faith in that word that was spoken over our life, now we're going to say, listen, I'm taking faith in the word of God. I'm not going to let the devil try to remind me of anything anymore. In fact, 
I'm going to sit his butt down and I'm going to remind him of everything. I'm going to remind him why he's not the most powerful. I'm going to remind him why he can't create anything. I'm going to remind him that he's going to hell. <laughs> so, I mean, like, you need to sit down and remind him. I love to remind the devil of testimonies of what he tried to cause on my children and never succeeded. I love to talk about how the devil tried to do things in my life and my own body growing up and never succeeded. Accidents that I've had that where I could have lost my life or been seriously hurt. Same for Ted. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to let him dictate anything to me. What we do is we allow the enemy to speak up too much, okay, right? So we let him say his thing, then when he's all done saying his thing, then we go. No, just reach over and go like this, right to his lips. <laughs> and you don't give him the time of day. So that's what we're gonna be talking about today because I'm gonna see women that I'm around that are going to be strong in these last days, that are going to stick it to the devil. They're not, we're not weak creatures because we're women. He's made us strong and in a very special way. He's made us, he's made men strong and he's made women strong, but in different ways. And so we're going to stand up in our strength. We're going to stand up in our joy and our love and stand up in our authority and operate by power because it's been given to us. It's been given to us as a gift. We're gonna be peace, uh, be peaceful. We're gonna walk in peace. We're gonna have peace in our, our thoughts and in our mind. It's a gift, John 14, 27. And the Bible says the world didn't give it, so they have no right to take it away. So that means if we're not walking in peace, We've handed our gift over. We've allowed something to disrupt it. We've allowed something in our day and our time and our relationship and our mind for it to be stolen. And so I know, um, thank you, Deborah. And so we know that we can stick it to the devil. And that's what we're going to talk about it today. I loved it because I was thinking in church, like I said, a book of remembrance. So every time we say things like, if only I would have done it differently. All right, we're not going to dwell on that. That's what the enemy wants us to do. He wants us to dwell on the I should have, yes, we have ignored uh, instructions from the Holy Spirit that have caused us to veer off course a little bit, but thankful, thankful that there's a Holy Spirit GPS that recalculates and says, listen, I know you've made a mistake, but we're going to get back on the right path. But the better we get at listening to the voice of the Lord, the more in tune that we get with the word of God our mistakes will become less and less. And then you won't have to say, I should have, I wish I could have. You, you won't, you won't, th that won't be in your vocabulary. You'll filter that out of your vocabulary if you just learn to stick it to the devil when he tries to stick it to you. So sometimes we'll beat ourselves up with shame and doubts because we're living in the past. And like I said before, he wants you to remain there 
If you remain in the past, it's like being stuck in quicksand. You're stuck, you can't get out, and you're going down. Just like quicksand. The foundation is mushy, you can't get your feet out, and you start to sink. But that's not what the kingdom of God is all about. The kingdom of God is about increase, it's about production, and it's about moving forward. So if we let go of the chains, if we let go of the invisible leash, if we let go of the invisible prison bars, then we're able to break free and move forward in what God has for us. We all have a purpose, not just people in the fivefold ministry. We all have a purpose to be a light to the kingdom, to uh, get people to the kingdom, and to preach the gospel and to look different and head and shoulders above everybody else who does not have a redeemer. We are not to look like everybody else. I want people to look at me and say, what does she know that I don't know? That's because of Jesus? These are the things you gotta think about when you're out there in public, when you're meeting people, when you're on the workplace. Are people looking at you saying, I want what she has? I want the Jesus that she serves? Or do you just look like everyone else? Do you just talk like everybody else? Does the same doubt and unbelief, does the same bad language come out of your mouth? Does the same, you know, even if it's not bad words, if you're speaking against the goodness of God, is that what's coming out? And that's what people see that you just blend in? I don't want to blend in. I don't, I've never been that person to blend in. I've always been the girl that's like, give me one good friend because um, I don't want drama. I don't want drama. I don't want to. I, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to be involved in it. I'm just not that girl, and I'm I'm perfectly happy just having Ted as my only friend, even though he's not. But you know what I mean. Like I, I'm satisfied with that. It's less. It's less hectic, <laughs> and so that's how you have to look at it. And so the kingdom of God is about increase in production. And so that's what happens when you're not living in God's will for you, when you're living in what the devil keeps reminding you of, the baggage that's not even there anymore. When we ask God for forgiveness of our sins, when we ask God for forgiveness of our past, he says he doesn't even remember them. It's us. It's us. God's not up there torturing us, trying to bring it back and saying, remember how good of a God I was? I forgave you, but no. Only the enemy tries to make us remember those things. The fights we had with our husbands, the things that were said, those, those things that were um, you know, said to us through a friend. He wants us to dwell on that and focus and make that our seed rather than getting rid of it. So we're going to focus on the truth of God's word. 2 Corinthians 10.5, we destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God and we capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. Let's get this verse. If we don't get any other verse this year, get this verse in your spirit. Because the number one thing I deal with is mindsets that people have. And it says that we have to capture rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. You have authority. I have authority in Christ. 
And so when something comes our way that contradicts the word of God, it contradicts the word of God. We're not, um, it does not align up with the word of God. When something comes your way, a thought that's current, a thought from the past, what does it say? Nope, you capture it. So that means right then and there you lock it up and you deal with it. You don't let it fester, you don't let it go on, but you lock it up right then and there, like a lockbox. Put it in a box, lock it up, toss the key away. We're gonna take those thoughts and we're gonna lock them up. Then we're gonna teach them by our authority to obey Christ. So your next step is you're gonna take your thoughts and you're gonna dwell on the word of God. What does God say about the situation that I'm dealing with? What does God say about my healing? What does God say about having a Christ-filled marriage? What does God say about having Christ-filled children? What does God say about, you know, a situation on my job? Because that's what we're going to do. We're going to now instruct our thoughts to know what the Word of God says. And then Romans 12, too. Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world. <clears throat> Some verses are just so plain and you wonder why people have such a hard time listening to them. But the first line of this verse just says, do not copy the behaviors and the custom of this world. Rewind. I just said that. Do people want to know the Jesus that you proclaim to have? Are you showing that you're the light to the world? Are you peaceful in the middle of a storm? When the world is going crazy about gas prices, are you letting it affect you? Is it coming out of your mouth? When the world is going crazy about, I, I, don't, I can't even deal with this new name of this virus, monkeypox. I like, I, I just, I laugh at it. Like, is this, is this for real? I was, I was talking to Ted yesterday about it, and I said, did you know that one of the symptoms, like I was coming at him serious, but then like he was kind of listening to me, but I was like, did you know that one of the symptoms is you start really craving bananas? <laughs> My daughter's laughing in the back. Because it's so hilarious to me. It's like the word... <laughs> You know you have monkeypox if you start really craving bananas. But then if you have a craving to swing from tree to tree, you're like at a whole nother level of monkeypox. But then if you start wanting to itch your armpits, you're like on level three of having monkeypox and then you should go see a doctor. Not for the bananas, not for the tree swinging, but definitely if you start itching your armpits in public. It's so See guys, y'all need to laugh about it because that's the mentality that you have to have. When they're saying that, you know, now we need to wear masks again on an airplane, it's a suggestion. Or in my counties, it's a suggestion indoors. It's like, okay, more lies. And so, yes. Yes, Maddie, T3 must have the monkeypox because that's exactly how he acts all the time. He does love bananas. He does climb the tree out front. And 
he itches his armpits, so there you go. <laughs> Gina says, or if you throw your own poop. Yeah. So <laughs> and so that's what you have to laugh. When the world tries to throw fear at you, you make it a joke because you serve a God who is more powerful than anything. And like it said in Deuteronomy, he's already said, listed sicknesses and diseases and then ones that are to come. He already covered everything for us. He already covered everything that this world could come up with, everything that this world could make up, every lie that the, ba that, that the banana, <laughs> I'm reading people's comments, every lie about bananas, no, every lie that the enemy tries to throw your way, you could say, I am not conformed to this world. It's not my kingdom. It's not who my boss is. It's not where I get my answers from. So do not copy the behavior and the customs of <clears throat> this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you, what? Say it. That's right. You can write it. Think by changing the way you think. So we have to change. We have to take captive. We have to teach our thoughts to obey Christ. Then, only then, you will learn to know God's will for you. So when you're believing all the other junk in the world, you're going to be confused at what he has for you. You're going to be confused at what direction you have to go in. You're going to be stuck in the past. You're not going to know, and you're going to remain there and become stagnant. But it says, then you'll learn know, to know God's will for you, which is what? One will, guys. We're not doing this whole wills thing. Read the Bible. One will. One will for you. And it's good, and it's pleasing, and it's perfect. He has a good, pleasing, and perfect will just for you. But we won't hear it, we won't know it if our thoughts are not in the right direction, if our thoughts are not in the right place, if our thoughts are dwelling on the lies of the enemy. We'll believe that over the truth of God's word. What you focus on becomes what you think about. What you focus on becomes what you think about. When the devil tries to bring up past hurts, situations, lies, We've got to take that captive. It says in 1 Peter 5.8, to be sober, to be vig vigilant, because our adversary the devil walks about like a lion, seeking whom he may destroy. And if we are on the up and up, and we're prowling around, getting ready to pounce on him, he'll never be able to pounce on us. Um, all right, two questions I got for you before I let you go today. What is it that you're believing about your past that should carry any negative thought into your present life? What is it that you're believing about your past that you're carrying any negative thought into your present life? Sometimes we have to stop for a second and be like, what is it that I need to let go? What is it that Christ has redeemed me from? What is it?
that I've been made a new creature from, that I don't need to dwell on, I don't need to think about. Yeah, it happened, but you know what? That's not who I am. That's not who I want to be. That's not who my future children, if you, if you haven't had children yet, or my current children are going to be. I'm not going to let that drip into them because we can take stuff from our past. And then what do you think happens? Impartation, people, it goes into our family. If we don't cut it, we don't nip it in the bud, then it's stuff that we're going to add on to our children. What do you think? There's people we know and we're like, holy cow, they're just like their mom or they're just like their dad in certain ways. Ted and I say it all the time. We're like, man, the way they, um, the way they handle things or the way, even the same way they handle like, you know, spiritual situations. And I'm like, holy cow, they're just like their parents in that. Well, because they either we're acting one way, bringing it into their family. And so you've got to be careful about that. Don't bring that around your children. Don't let that be imparted to your children. Cut off those things. Cut off those negative thoughts. Cut off the, the lies of the enemy. We're not going to do that. What are we believing about our past that would carry any negative thoughts in our present life? Um... We know in Galatians 2.20, we're crucified with Christ. All the things you hate about yourself, all the things you've battled your whole life, um, all the things that are from your past, Jesus took it upon the cross, and we're done with that old self. We are done with that old self. You have to see yourself as truly as Christ sees us. What? We're washed, we're cleansed by the blood of Jesus, Look what it says in um, 1 Corinthians um, 6, 9 through 11. Because we're, we're set apart for him to use us. So he's washed us clean. We're, we're righteous and right standing with God. And we're set apart for the use from Jesus. It says, don't you realize that those who do wrong will not inherit the kingdom of God? Don't fool yourselves. Those who indulge in sexual sin or who worship idols or commit adultery or male prostitutes or practice homosexuality or are thieves or greedy people or drunkards or abusive or cheat people, none of these, none of these will inherit the kingdom of God. Some of you were once like that, but you were cleansed. You were made holy and you were made right with God by calling on the name. Calling on the name is a, is a game changer in our life. The, the name that has all power, the name that is above every single name, just by calling on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. I love 1 John 4, 4. It says, but you belong to God, my dear children. You have already won a victory over those people because the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in this world. And that's what the enemy is. That's what the devil is. The devil is not in hell right now. He'll go there after the final battle. He's roaming around. He is, you know, 
uh, it, the, the prince of the air. He, he's roaming around right now. He, he's, the, he's, he's the God of this world. He's, he's the world spirit. He, he's that. And so it says that the spirit who lives in you, because you're of God, you're of God. You're not of your past. You're not of your past heartbreak. You're not of this mentality that you, uh, you have stuck in your mind. You're of God. You are of your heavenly father. Your heavenly father is all good, all powerful, only wants the best for you, has a perfect, a pleasing will for you, good things set aside for you. He wants to use you. He's made you the ability to be smart, full of wisdom. He's given you the ability to be productive, full of wealth in your hands. You're not to live in the goodness of God when you just get to heaven. You're to be wealth makers on this earth to fund the kingdom. And not only fund the kingdom, he has it for you to have fun, for you to be blessed, for you to have things that you want. He just wants the kingdom to be put first. He wants you to have all your desires and he wants you to have all these material things that you so badly want. He just wants the kingdom of God first. He wants to know where your heart is. There also is your treasure. And so um, it says, but you belong to God, my dear children. You have already won a victory over those people because the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. Those people belong to this world. So they speak from the world's viewpoint. News channels, anybody? They speak from the world's viewpoint. What is your viewpoint? This is mine. This is in front of my face. Is this your viewpoint? And the world listens to them. Don't be like the people of this world. Our ears are different. Our ears should be prone to hearing the voice of God. And when we don't, that, didn't, that did not sit well with me. That is not what God's word says about my situation. So your ears need to be in tune with the right voices. But we belong to God and those who know God listen to us. If they do not belong to God, they do not listen to us. That is how we know if someone has the spirit of truth or the spirit of deception. The spirit of truth or the spirit of deception. Going into my second question. Who is the one who keeps bringing up your past? Okay, what is it? My first question was, what is it that you're believing about your past that you're carrying negative thoughts into your present life? And then... What is it? Who's the one who keeps bringing up your past? It says in John 8, uh, I'm going to start with, um, I'll start with 42. Jesus told them, if God were your father, you would love me because I have come to you from God. I'm not here on my own, but he sent me. Why can't you understand what I'm saying? It's because you can't even hear me. For you are the children so it, it just said here in 1 John 4, 4, that we're of God, right? And it said that the people that belong to the world speak from the world's viewpoint and the world listens to them. So they have ears for each other, okay? So the people of this world that have not considered children of God, there's only two fathers. 
You have our heavenly father and the father of lies. I'll get to that one second. For you are the children of your father, the devil, and you love to do the evil things he does. He was a murderer from the beginning. He has always hated the truth because there is no truth in him. And when he lies, it is consistent with his character. For he is a liar. For he is a liar. So y'all should yell that today. Yo, the devil is a liar and he's the father of lies. And get that in your spirit. Get a righteous anger. Be like, the devil is a liar. Because he is. If it doesn't line up, if, if you're believing the world's viewpoint, your ears are, are not tuned in to the voice of God. It says in John that a, a, the sheep hears, knows the shepherd's voice. And Jesus is our shepherd and we're the sheep and we should know the difference between the lies of the of the devil and the truth of God's word. And when God speaks, so people who are parents, right? You know, when Ted says his kids names or when I, you know, I need to get my kids attention and I'm like, Madeline, okay, or Ted says it, they know that voice and they say, whoop, they perk up. That was mom. I better move it and go find out what she wants. Or that was dad. He said, let's go, let's go. And so that's what we have to be as children of God. Our ears have to be in tuned with the right voice. And so as children of God, the devil is not our father. We don't have to listen to him. We don't have to take our cues from him. It's their heavenly father that we listen to and that we take our cues from. And so he wants you to live in the past to keep you from not being productive, to keep you trapped, to keep you uh, insecure, to keep you in a fence because he's the father of lies. And we gotta be like Elsa. We gotta let it go. We gotta let some things go in our life. And if y'all need to turn that song on at the end to, to hear it blast in your ear, but we need to let some things go because we need to break free. It is a bondage. It is a chain that is holding us back to be at the full potential that God's called us to be. Um, so when he whispers in your ear, you're never gonna make it. You're dumb, you're not love, you're a failure. <laughs> when you know that God's word says about those situations, then you can say, I, I know that voice. None of that is true. It's all lies. God says I can be healed. His word says it. This word says he went around healing all. He doesn't favor one person over another. He'll, he'll heal me. I'm going to have faith in the word of God. When God says I can have joy, we walk in joy. It says in his presence is fullness of joy. When I stay in his presence, I will have joy. Well, what comes with joy? Strength. It says the joy of the Lord is my strength. So I can live in joy. I can walk in strength. God is love. I'm from God. I should be walking in love. See all the different connections. When you have the truth of God's word flowing out of you, when a lie comes, you're able to go, mm, turn it around, send it right back to where it came from. Because you know it's not true. Because it didn't come from the voice that we're supposed to be in tune with. It didn't come from the voice that we're supposed to be in tune with. So we know that when you hear that little voice, we're not going to let that voice be louder than the shepherd's voice. 
It's the exact opposite. John 14, 6. There's no truth in the devil. We go by what God's word says because Jesus is the truth. It's black and white. No fence to ride, no gray area. Jesus is the truth. He's the way and the light. Devil is a liar and the father of lies. It's black and white. So we got to get our mentality. We got to change our mindset. We got to hold our thoughts captive. We're not going to be uh, conformed to this world. We're going to renew our mind with the washing of the word and get it in our spirit, get the revelation of the word in our spirit. In Matthew 25, 41, if Satan tries to remind you of your past, remind him of his future. And you know what it says? Tell him, you're going to hell. <laughs> he has no other place to go. That lake of fire, that hell was made just for him. There's a big red bow on it and it says his name, devil. <laughs> In Matthew 25, 41, I'll end it with that today because that's what I said. You know, we always hear people, when, when, when Satan reminds you of your past, remind him of his future. Well, well, where is it? You're going to hell. That's what your future is. You are going to hell and there's no other option for you. There's nothing else you can do about it. You've lost all the battles. So all he has is a bunch of talk, talk, talk. So don't hand over your authority. Don't hand over your power to a bunch of blabbing. All right, 2541, then the king will turn to those on the left and say, away with you, you cursed ones, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his demons. That's on the final judgment talked about in Matthew 25. Go and read it. But that's what his future is. So constantly remind him. Remind him of the goodness of God. Remind him of the testimonies. Remind him of what Jesus is and what he'll never, ever, ever get to be. Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Thank you for each and every person, Lord, that's watching the broadcast today, that's listening to the replay of this podcast, that you have anointed our minds we're putting on our helmet, Lord. We're putting on the armor. It says if we put on all the armor of God, we can stand up to the enemy. We will not be uh, sucker punched. We will not uh, get, get into a battle that we can't get out of. For you've handed us the victory over the enemy. Lord, thank you, Lord, that you help us that you are on our side. You help us, Lord. When these thoughts come our way, we take them captive. We take these thoughts. We lock them up. We're going to tell them how they have to obey Christ. We're going to operate in our authority because I rebuke the enemy. He has no say. He has no power over our life. I will not allow him to destroy us, to take us out in the name of Jesus. So we walk high above using the name of Jesus to be above every other name. Thank you, Lord, that we hold no regrets. We will demolish them in the name of Jesus with the word of God. We're going to practice hearing. We're going to be practicing using uh, what we know, the revelation of God's word. We're going to use our sword of the spirit. We've got our shield of faith, Father God, and we're going forward in our battle. 
as the army of God. We're not taking the devil's mess. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, for you put us high above, high above, for the enemy is under our feet. He'll never be us. He'll never get to enjoy the things that we enjoy. He's going to suffer for the rest of his life. And we're not going down with him in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. I love you. Love you guys. Thank you so much for hanging with me and joining the Wednesday with me. I head out tomorrow. I'm going to try to see what I can do with jumping on with you some here and there while I'm on the road because I'm gone for three weeks because I, I miss you guys when, I'm, when I don't get to hang out with you each week. Um, but we're going to be in Danville, Virginia. We're going to be under the tent in York, Pennsylvania. And we're going to be at Brother Mark Hankins' camp meeting in Louisiana. All details are on our schedule. It's summer travel time, people. I want to see you at a meeting. Uh, yes, Maddie, that's good. I love you guys. Make sure to pre-order the Bible study. Get those stickers. You'll get those bracelets and enjoy it. I want to hear from you. Love you. Until next time, see ya.